0: Recorded live. you give you praise today. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in you. And amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet you all once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble. Thank God for the privilege, the honor to be able to worship him once again in spirit and in truth. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic, simply entitled Stop. We just understand that there are just some things as children of God and as we move with God and grow with God, some things we just have to stop. We're going to be looking at the book of, uh, we looked at capital A uh, yesterday, sinning. That's the main thing. We just need to stop. The Bible lets us know that anybody who... Uh, you know, claims to know God or love God, they must turn away from wickedness or sin. So we just got to stop sinning. We looked at John chapter 5, verse 14 yesterday, and we're going to look today at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, come back to your senses as you ought. Stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34. Paul writes to the Corinthian saints, come back to your senses as you ought. Stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Capital A, sinning. Sinning. Just stop sinning. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, again, we thank you today, Father, for once again blessing us with another day. We thank you, Father, because you first loved us. You gave your only begotten Son as a perpetuation or substitute for our sins. We reverence you today, we glorify you, we exalt you. We pray, Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, that you will grant us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding today. Help us to grow stronger and deeper in you and in your mighty power. Forgive us, Father, of our sins, which we all have committed in one fashion or another. And we ask, Father, that you will continue to lead and guide us Uh, to the blessed place that you have in store for us. These and all of the blessings we ask in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Sinning, transgressing of the law of God, disobeying God, not following God's instructions. You can call sin... The Bible calls sin all unrighteousness. If it's not right, it's sin. So many ways we can define sin. But ultimately, it's doing that which God is not pleased with, whether in thought, in word, or in deed. We look here at the Corinthians, very gifted group of Christians. But also a very immature group of Christians, for they were arguing and claiming that they followed Paul or Cephas or Apollos. Paul said, who is Paul? Paul even asked the question, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? We're just servants through whom you came to believe. Paul was like, look, ultimately you need to understand, you you need to be following Jesus Christ. Each one of us need to understand that ultimately we are to be following Jesus Christ. A number of controversies came up in the Corinthian church. Paul had to deal with the resurrection from from the dead because it had been preached that there is no resurrection of the dead. Now, This was heresy, this was uh, unsound doctrine, and part of the responsibility of apostles is to help guard the church from error. In other words, God is going to give apostles the, the, uh, the mandate to when they see the church getting off track, getting off the word of God, getting off where God wants it to be and how God wants it to go. They're to bring the church back. You think about most occupations. Many occupations have to do with the fixing of some problem with that thing that they specialize in. a, a, A mechanic basically fixes problems with a what? Car. Plumber will oftentimes fix problems with pipes. Electrician will oftentimes fix problems with electricity or electrical wiring. Uh, 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 Carpenter will oftentimes fix problems in regards to wood. Well, apostles fix problems in regards to the church. In regards to, uh, because there are problems in the church. Apostles fix problems or or, are called in to fix problems in regards to, to you. Problems in you. Problems in your marriage. Problems in your family. Why? Because all of these entities make up the church. You, individuals make up the church. Married couples make up the church. And families make up the church. Those are the three groups that make up the church individuals people married people and families so when there are problems in the church a lot of time this way, this when you need to call your apostles in now if you got water leaking all through your roof and water leaking or water leaking all in your pipes up under your sink and you don't want to call in a plumber, then go ahead and keep your lead, tell your house all the pieces. If you know your car is making a funny kind of noise, you press on the brake and you hear a scratching and a scrubbing, and you, know, you, don't, you don't want to uh, uh, call in a mechanic, fix those brake pads, those worn-out brake pads, then go and tell your car all the way up. You know you got problems in your church. You got problems in your marriage. You got problems in your family. You got problems in you, and you don't want to call in your apostle. You don't want to call in your prop. Then go ahead on. Tell your tell your life up. Tell your marriage all up. Tell your family up. Tell your church up. Same same thing. There are individuals that have been uh, gifted by God to help with certain issues in the natural and in the spiritual. One of the problems in the Corinthian church is that it was being preached that there is no resurrection of the dead. Now Paul says in verse 12 that if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Paul says, wait a minute now, either... There is resurrection of the dead or there is not. Now, because if there is no resurrection of the dead, if nobody comes back from the dead, then that means Christ didn't come back from the dead. And look at what Paul said. If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And so is your faith. It Listen to me out there the sound of my voice. If Christ did not rise from the dead, I am wasting my time and I'm, I'm wasting yours as well. All this what we doing every single morning, every single evening. If Christ has not risen from the dead, please stop listening to this broadcast. Go and play some golf. Go on and uh, do some overtime at work. Go on out to dinner. Take your wife out to dinner. Y'all to get dressed up. Go dancing. Go dance. If there's no resurrection, Paul come back. If there's no resurrection of the dead, Paul said we're wasting time. All this what we are doing is a lie. If there's no resurrection of the dead, listen to me, children of God, then what I'm doing here every morning and every evening is lying to y'all. If there's no resurrection of the dead. That's the key word. Look at what Paul said. Come on down a little bit further. If there's no resurrection of the dead, look at verse 32. Paul said, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. You say, Apostle, what's driving me? If it's no, if nobody is resurrecting from the dead, then why don't we just go? On, we just go on and party, go on and have a big party. All the alcohol we can drink, all of the women's and men's and dancing and, and man, if if there's no resurrection of the dead, let's eat, drink, let's party. There was a song out way back, I think it was in the seventies party Let's play, if there's no rest but here's the thing out there children of god the reality is there is a resurrection from the dead whether you are righteous under the sound of my voice or whether you are wicked you will be resurrected from the dead and you will stand before god your Creator the creator of everything that exists, you will stand before him and you will give an account of everything that you have done while you were in these mortal bodies. And I will too. No, we're not wasting your time. You know, what we're doing is sharing with you on a daily and on an evening, nightly basis, the most important information that you will ever hear. The glorious gospel. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, we're not lying. We're not. We're not wasting your time. There is a resurrection from the dead. Now, we're talking about stop sinning now. See, because there was some in the Corinthian church. That was believing there's no resurrection from the dead, and they were kind of doing this right here. They were kind of say so like, man, there ain't no, you know, they had let that false doctrine get in. And see, this is why false doctrine is is so dangerous, because what false doctrine will do is it will produce ungodly behavior. That's the goal of false doctrine. That's why you all hear me every morning talk about a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of God's people. All over the world. There's sound doctrine. Then there's false doctrine. Sound doctrine will produce sound living and righteous living. False doctrine will produce unsound living and and, and wicked, wicked living. And that was what was happening in the Corinthian church because this false doctrine, this error. This mistaken, mistaken teaching, mistaken doctrine had gotten into the hearts and minds of of the people of God. Some of them were eating and drinking, just like they didn't. They weren't gonna have to stand before God. Just like they weren't gonna be resurrected from the dead and have to give an account of the deeds that they did while they were. Paul said, "Look, verse thirty-five, verse thirty-three, rather." Paul do not be misled. Now, now they were being misled in the Corinthian church to believe that there was no resurrection from the dead. Because see, that that makes even that makes even Christ out to be a lie. Because Christ told his disciples that, you know, on the third day he was going to rise again. So that means Christ was lying too then. These false teachers had slipped into the Corinthian church, and they had even made Christ out to be a lie. And people believed it. Not only, not only did they, not only uh, with this doctrine, did it make the apostles out to be liars, but it made Christ himself out to be a liar. And the tragic thing was that some people believed it. Just like some people today, believing that Jesus Christ, you don't mess around and listen to enough false doctrine. You don't mess around and listen to enough satanic, satanic ministry to get you to the place where you don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. Or Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son or that Jesus Christ is Lord. You don't listen to just enough false doctrine. See, false doctrine's ultimate goal is to get you sent straight to hell. And if you believe that nonsense and don't get a revelation from God and accept the truth from God, then that hell is what you'll bust wide open. Paul told him, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh Uh-oh. Now, that's very serious, and that's, that's very powerful. Bad company corrupts good character. You say, Apostle Brian, what you driving at? Listen, you can listen to all the word of God you want. You can study all the word of God you want. You can preach, teach, you know, run reference to Greek, to Hebrew, do all kind of things you want. But if you keep connecting yourself up with bad company, your character is going to be corrupted. So it doesn't make any difference how 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 clean and how righteous and how holy you and I try to be. God said, if we don't cut certain people loose in our life, then our character is going to be corrupted. And remember, character is how God sees you. And that's what we want to be concerned about, you know, God. how does God see me? Never mind so much, you know, what this generation, how this generation sees me. This generation didn't even understand Jesus. This generation hung Jesus on a cross. This generation hung our leader, hung our head on a cross. This generation beat our leader with fists to the place that he was marred beyond human likeness. This generation took a crown of thorns and stuck them in the head of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This generation took nails and and drove them through the hands, and drove them through the feet of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This generation did not understand our leader. So don't be surprised at this generation. Jesus said it like this, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Keep in mind it hated me first. So if you as a child of God are not hated by the citizens of this world, then it's something you are not doing right. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you run around trying to make everybody like you. Go on and stop that foolishness now. God says it's alright to stop that foolishness now. This world is gonna hate you. The citizens of this world is gonna hate you the same way this world hated our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But that's all right because God has a reward for us for all eternity if we will remain faithful. The Bible says, Blessed are you when men hate you when they exclude you, when they insult you, when they reject your name as evil for, the, for, the, for Christ's sake. Rejoice and leap for joy in that day, for in the same way they treated the prophets which were before you. Stop trying to make everybody like you. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity toward God? We're talking about stop sinning now. Stop sinning. Bad company corrupts good character you say apostle what are you telling me now i've been listening to you for a while and i know that god has has used you to say some very powerful things to me what is god saying to me stop listening St- start separating yourself from people that are not going where you trying to get all right god said give it to him in a natural robber because some of them some of them is finding that a little little difficult to digest all right Let's say I'm trying to get from here where I am to, say, New York City. Now, I know that in order for me to get to New York City from where we are, we got to get on Interstate 95 North and basically take it straight until it will run us right on into New York City. It will run us right straight on into New York City. Well, if I know that, that Interstate 95 North is what will take me to New York and I'm let's say I'm running with a pack of cars that's uh, – that's going up Interstate 95. I mean, they're rolling, and I'm rolling right with them. As long as they're going up Interstate 95, we're all working good. But if I look up and all of a sudden we, they get around Washington, D.C., and they start branching off on another interstate, maybe going west, because they're really going to California, well, I can't keep running with them. The Bible asks a question, I believe it's Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together unless they agree? I can't keep running with you. Y'all going to California. I'm going to New York. Two different directions, two different places. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? You can't be out there trying to run with the world. they heading to hell. you trying to get to, You trying to get to heaven. We can't be running with the world. The world is running to hell. How are you going to be running with the world? And you try how am I going to run with them cars going to California and I'm trying to get to New York? How are you child of God going to be running with the world and you trying to get to heaven? If you really trying to get to heaven. Well, maybe if I maybe I really ain't trying to get to New York. Then if I I'm going to run with them cars that's going to California, maybe I maybe really I ain't trying to get to New York. Maybe where I'm trying to go is California. Maybe if I'm gonna keep right on riding with them cars that's going to California, then where I'm going, where I'm going is California. Then Paul said, "Bad company." In the in the in the King James, I believe it reads, and I have to remember this: evil co- evil communication corrupts good manners. I think that's how it's written in the King James. All it means is bad company. Bad company. Why do you as a parent, if you any good as a parent, if you 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 doing if you any good as a parent, why is do it you don't want your children hanging around with some of the worst characters at the school? You don't want your children hanging around with them boys out there that's doing drugs. You don't want your parent you don't want your children hanging around out there with them girls that's having sex all over every place. You don't want your children out there hanging around. With them, them boys out there that's, 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 that's in gangs. Why? Why, parent? Why? Because you know that you don't want that stuff to rub off on your children. Well, that's the same thing God is saying to us. That's why he tell us bad company corrupt good character. God be saying, look, I don't want you hanging around with the world. I don't want that mess that the world is doing to rub off on y'all. You are my children. And the same way you wouldn't want mess out of other children to rub off on your natural children, God said, I don't want mess of the children of the devil rubbing off on my children. Bad company, corrupts good character. God said, come back to your senses as you ought. Sometimes we got to come back to our senses now. We then we got off just like the prodigal son we read about in the book of Luke. He, he, he had gotten away from his senses. See, your senses is when you're talking about senses in context here, we're talking about that part of you that knows what's right. You're just talking about coming back to what's right, coming out of evil, coming out of sin, coming out of wickedness, and coming on back to what you know is right. Now, we might do some crazy stuff, children of God. In fact, we all do some crazy stuff, but let us, let us know even if we're doing some crazy stuff or we fall into some crazy stuff, let's don't start thinking crazy. In other words, let's not start thinking that crazy stuff is the right way. Now, Paul said, come back to your senses. Come back to what you know. You know the difference between right and wrong. Right and wrong. Come on now, children of God. What are we talking about here? Come back to your senses as you are and stop. What? Sinning. Thinking crazy and doing crazy stuff is sin. Come back to your senses. God is constantly calling for you and I to what? Stop sinning. Come back to our senses. Paul says, for there are some who are ignorant of God. Now, understand this now. Ignorant of God. When you talk about being ignorant of God, that means you don't even know God. You don't even know God at all. Some of you all out there down like the sound of my voice, you don't even know God at all. I just as well come up here on this broadcast every day to some and saying, "Yet you keep listening." And see that's the thing. You don't even understand why you're listening. You don't know God, but yet you keep listening. Some folks would go and listen to Jesus day in and day out at the temple and didn't know God from a from a hole in the ground. But they kept right on listening. Well, why? Some of you wonder, wonder why you keep listening. Wonder why. The reason why you keep listening, let me tell you this. So you, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it even if you still don't comprehend it and know it. Because even though you don't know God, some of you under the sound of my voice, God still knows you. Even though you don't love God, some of you under the sound of my voice, God still loves you. And he has placed eternity in you. You're an eternal being. You might not be saved. You might not be thinking about God. You might not even be trying to live right and do right. doesn't matter. You're still an eternal being. You're still a being that will never cease to exist. And that eternity that God has placed within you is drawn to the word of God, drawn to the things of God, drawn to the truth of God, drawn to salvation, even if you be fighting against it with your conscious mind. So that's why you got some people that will keep right on coming and listening to the word of God, even though they don't know God, they, they are completely ignorant of God. Why? Because that eternity that is in them is still crying out for the truth of God. So what you say, Apostle, what do we need to do? You need to bring your soul, which is your choice your decision maker, bring your soul on in line with the the essence of who you are, which is an eternal being, and go on and agree with the eternal being and accept the eternal part of you and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Because whether or not you think you need to be saved or not, you need to be saved. Whether or not you even want to be saved or not, you need to be saved. Whether you even think it's, it's expedient or necessary to be saved, you need to be saved. Because I guarantee you, you don't want to spend eternity in hell any more than I do. The problem is, the devil just got you blindfolded out there. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the devil got you blindfolded. And my prayer for you is that Christ will remove the blinders from your eyes today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus. Stop sinning. Paul says some of you are ignorant of God. Paul says some of you don't even know God. Now, there are some individuals that don't know God at all. There are some who know God a little bit, and there are some who know God a little bit more. Well, there's going to come a day and all of us ultimately fall into one of those three categories. Every human being that you have ever met, will ever meet, uh, can ever meet, falls into one of those three categories. Either you don't know God what? Uh-huh, at all. Either you and or you know God a, a little bit, or you know God a, a little bit more. Every one of us is, is one of those three in one of those three categories. None of us completely and fully understands and comprehends God. He's too deep. Well, if you don't know God at all out there, in other words, you are not saved. You, if you're not saved, you don't know God at all. My mm-hmm. encourage you is to accept jesus as your personal lord and savior get to know god a little bit what christ will do is he what jesus christ will do is he will introduce you to god he'll give you a little knowledge of god he'll give you enough knowledge of god that your eternal soul may be saved well once you get to know a little bit of god what you're going to find out is that you're going to be you're going to be catapulted into wanting to know more about God, because you 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 know when you when you most of us when we get into something that's real real good, we want to we want to hurry up and and get as much of that as we possibly can. I mean even in sin, come on now, brothers out there, y'all ain't always been saved. Sisters, come on now, let's be honest with each other. Let's talk, we family. Even if it's sin and it be real real good, we be trying to get about as much of that as we possibly can. I ain't even going to go into some of the sins. Y'all's minds know them just as well as mine. If it's some sin that we like out fle- in the flesh, we would be trying to get as much of it as possible as we possibly can. Well, how much more knowing that, that God is good, knowing that, 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 the, that the Lord is sweeter than the honey in a honeycomb. Bible tells us taste and see that the Lord is good. When you have really tasted God right, in your inner man. When you have really tasted God right, you're going to want more and more and more of him. You're going to want more and more and more of them. You mess around and get you a good piece of watermelon out there. You, If you like watermelon, you're going to want more and more. And more. Mess around and get you a good pizza out there. Man, I have man, make mess around. Make me want to get some pizza for, for lunch today. Mess around and get a good pizza. Or whatever it is that you like. Mess around and get a good pizza. Whatever it is that you like, you're gonna want more and more and more of that. You were created to serve God, you were created to worship God, you were created to live for God. Why do you think you here? What do you think you here to watch TV? You think you're here to sit around on the couch, play video games? You were created by God to worship God, to, to, to learn as much about God as you possibly can, to do as much of the, the, the things that God wants you to do as you possibly can, to speak as much of the word of God. What do you think you're here for? Not to eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. No, you, you are here to worship and to serve the true and living God. Come back to your sentences as y'all. Stop sending. Let us not be ignorant of God. If we know God a little bit, then God is calling for us to get to know Him even more. And if we know God a lot, God is even calling for us to get to know me fully. Paul said there are some that are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Paul says it's a shame that some of, y- some of y'all out there, Paul was saying this to the Corinthian saints. Some of y'all don't even know God. Some of you all don't even know God well we can remedy that children of God by getting to know him God has left us with the ability the capability to get to know him study say apostle how do we get to know God study Get up under, get up under an apostle, a prophet, a evangelist, a pastor, a teacher that you know has been sent by God and is preaching and teaching the words of the true and living God and learn. Bible said the early saints, those early, early saints, they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine or the apostles teaching. Well, who were these apostles? These were individuals that had spent an extraordinary amount of time with Christ. That's, that's what those was what the early apostles were. And most times when you have individuals that spend a lot of time with a thing, they're going to know a little bit more about that thing normally than, than individuals who haven't spent as much time. Why is it a lot of times individuals that are, like, close to people that are very, very famous, they write books that everybody be wanting to read or a lot of people want to read? You mess around and, and, and. there's somebody that come out with a book, you know, The Real Barack Obama. Mm, You know. Why? Because they. this is normally written. Let me write a book about Barack Obama. See how many of you all want to read it. Now, I've never met President Obama. I never so much as even seen him other than TV. So if I write a book about him, I'll be like, who who, who are are you now? What you writing But you mess around and let Michelle write a tell-all book about Barack Obama. Oh man, y'all'll be all, y'all'll be all. It'll be all on Amazon. Y'all, y'all'll be paying twenty nine ninety five for that one. Why? Because you feel like because she was close to him, she's gonna have inside information. She's gonna know more about him than the average in, individual. Well, so it is when it come down to the things of God. Folks that have spent time with God, or that spend a lot of time with God, that are close to God, that are that are you know that 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 that, that try to stay in in very serious communion with God. Normally these are going to be individuals that's going to know some things about God that just about everybody not going to know. The people, the Bible says they in the early church, they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine, to fellowship, breaking of bread and to prayer. Let us not be ignorant of God. God don't like us being ignorant. God don't like us being ignorant. God don't like us being stupid. God don't like us being blind. That's why he be working so hard to bring us up out of all these states because he don't like them. He don't like them. Let's stop sinning. Stop sinning. Start doing more righteously. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you and we praise you for everything you have shared with us today. I trust that you have been pleased with the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, that they have been acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our strength, and our redeemer. Again, Father, forgive us our sins and our iniquities, and we ask that as we leave this place of worship, you will continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake continue to bless your people, Father, in the four corners of the earth. We will continue to love you and give your name all the glory and the honor and the praise. This is our prayer. We count these things done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Question one, what do we got? All right. Well, One of the things is, is giving a question, what is the difference between knowing God and not knowing God? What's the difference? All right. Question number two. What was, one of the, what was the main issue that the people were uh, discussing in our lesson today? What was the main issue that people were discussing or debating? And then question number three, uh, why is it we must be careful with our company? Or why is it we must be careful with who we choose to keep company with? Says so you can reach us through email at theQuest at gmail.com. Check our website at www.archurch.com. Backslash member backslash T backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on Talk Show, YouTube, and iTunes at 9:06 pm daily. Talk shoe call 724 444 7444 and try 17959. As precast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.